one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now we're heading to Los Angeles to uh, Ronan Wall, who's the president of the Los Angeles Cougars GA Club. Uh, Ronan, we spoke uh, 12 months ago on the podcast. Quite a lot has changed, not just in 12 months, but probably in 12 days. What is life like in LA right now? Yeah, it was uh, it was a very different conversation back then, Colin, I think. Um, uh, life is just is is the same day in day out. I think it's not too dissimilar from from life in Ireland. Um, I think we're probably a couple of weeks behind you guys uh, in terms of the level of seriousness with which everyone is taking uh, COVID nineteen. Um, but you know the the solution to the problem is the same no matter where you are in the world. So. We're living, working and daycaring with the, the little one, all from the, the same apartment. So I think we have the same challenges the world over. Okay, social distancing is the key phrase here in Ireland at the moment. Is that the case with you, with the family and with the greater population of Los Angeles and California? Yeah, it is. It's um, I think social distancing is big. Um, working from home has been a huge change for a lot of people over here, possibly even more so than Ireland. Um, you know, there's a lot of bar workers, restaurant workers, a lot of people in the acting scene in, in L.A. So uh, they've been massively impacted. And I actually just saw some some numbers this morning. The number of people signing on for unemployment in the U.S. Uh, has gone from, I think it was around about half a million to 6.6 million in two weeks. So um, yeah you can you can see the impact of needing to work from home you can see the impact of uh, people not being in work but social distancing is the thing it's uh, it's it's what everyone is discussing not necessarily um uh, actually observing but uh, it's it's for sure what they're discussing um and just little things like queues in uh, in fedex you know everyone's 2 meters apart and there's sticky tape on the floor to uh, give everyone an indication of where they should be. Uh, queues for stores, people are two metres apart, they're only letting a certain number of people in. They've got hours for the elderly. Um, so again, not too dissimilar to Ireland, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty visible. Um, I think the one, the one other big thing in LA, uh, in California generally, um, you know, the weather is the same day in, day out. So in Ireland, where the topic of conversation when you meet someone is always the weather, uh, it's not over here. The topic of conversation is the traffic. Uh, you know, how long does it take you to get to work? What's your commute like? And there's just no one on the roads. There's no need to drive anymore. So um, I think the big thing uh, that I'm seeing differently is is just that there's no one actually on the roads and uh, itself. Everyone's on the footpath actually walking around. So social distancing, yes, uh, but actually there's more people on the streets, which uh, which is kind of counterintuitive. Okay, I suppose you know for a lot of us. Uh, thoughts of California and as you mentioned there the sunshine Baywatch and the incredible beaches and everything like that are, are the beaches and the parks and all of those things still open to the public 
Um, they have very recently closed. I think that was something that was giving people a lot of uh, a lot of solace and an opportunity to get out of their get out of their homes. Um, but they, in the last six days, have started to shut down. They've certainly shut down the car parks associated with the beaches. So, um, um, so yeah, that's all on lockdown. We have a tiny little park across from our our house here, like very small, and they shut the gates yesterday. That was the last one that we knew was was open to us. Um, and I heard about a surfer in Manhattan Beach two days ago getting a thousand dollar fine for being on the beach. So uh, the 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 law enforcement is uh, is out and they're they're uh, actively monitoring who's who's uh, in the spaces that they shouldn't be. So yeah, you've got all this lovely scenery and beaches and and parks around us, and uh, we just can't use them right now. Okay, from afar. Looking at the situation, Ronan, in America, you have your city, you have your state government, and then you have your federal government. And uh, let's be honest, at the top of the food chain is uh, Donald Trump. What is the viewpoint in California of the commander in chief? Yeah, it's um, America is funny. It's it's more like a continent than it is a country. So in California on the west coast and on the east coast in new york and, and boston and elsewhere uh they're very democratic uh areas so um you know irrespective of how he's reacted to COVID 19 he wouldn't have been the most popular choice um and and nothing's really changed since um i saw a report recently that uh trust rating in donald trump had dropped to its lowest level since he was in office with about nine percent of Democrats, Democrats having any sort of trust in them, so that gives you a sense of uh, of kind of the feeling within California. Uh, and then that number within Republicans is uh, is something more like sixty or seventy percent. So it's incredibly um, incredibly partisan country, with the middle of the country being heavily Republican. So uh, depending on who you talk to, he's either the the you know uh, the greatest commander in chief that they've had, or or uh, he's uh, just totally missed the mark on this, and he's overly focused on the financials and and not the people. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think there is a general sense that uh, you know he's being he's attempting to protect the country financially, and he's doing everything in his powers to do that. And you're seeing some incredible uh, financial packages being being put through at the moment. Um, but uh, he doesn't have a huge amount of empathy, and so the the kind of lack of care associated with uh the challenges people are having and, and the illnesses is is, uh, is coming through as well i think okay now a lot of the governors state governors are taking the law quite literally into their own hands is there a viewpoint that the governor in california governor newsom was front and center and, and was possibly ahead of the curve in terms of dealing with the crisis that was about to unfold um definitely front and center um Ahead of it, maybe not so much. I think as a country, the U.S. was behind the curve, um, and I think you're seeing the results of that now. They've just recently, I think, passed China in terms of number of deaths. Uh, they're now by far and away the country with the biggest number of cases. So um, I think as a country, they were behind the curve. They reacted uh, quite slowly to it. But as soon as they reacted, I think uh, I think Gavin Newsom was pretty quick to get on the front foot, and he's been great. He's he's front and center. He's, um, you know, from afar, I'm I'm seeing uh, our Taoiseach do a great job of just being visible, being transparent, providing, uh, you know, good data and fact-based information, 
and Gavin Newsom's doing something very similar. So um, it gives a lot of comfort, even though um, California, I was looking at the numbers, has had over 200 deaths. I think people are, are uh, quite uh, quite happy with the fact that he's in, in position. Um, yes, and, and even outside of the kind of federal aid that's being, uh, that's the packages that are being passed, he in turn is, is uh, passing his own bills as well. And I saw another $2 billion dollars I was being added to a, another relief fund today as well. But like looking, Ronan, at the situation in New York and in New Jersey, is it is it a case that California is being held up as this is the way it, it can be done if social distancing and other sort of protocols are acted on? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I'm not sure anyone is really looking to anyone else in the US right now as being the standard bearer. I think they're looking internationally. So Singapore and South Korea are being quoted as having managed this uh, really well. Um, I, I'm just not sure they know what they have on their hands in the US just yet. Um, my understanding in LA is because of the, the lack of testing kits, it's really difficult for them to get a handle on the true numbers, and so they're they're kind of uh, they're a little wary of just you know blowing their own trumpet too much, um, and they're actually just dealing with cases as they become serious enough for someone to require medical treatment. So um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's really looking to anyone else in the U.S. as being the standard bearers. I think internationally is uh, is probably more directive of of where there's uh, learnings to happen. And in terms of the medical treatment, you know, the fear here in Ireland is that the hospitals, when the COVID crisis peaks, that the, the fear is that the hospitals will be overrun. What situation is it with the hospitals in, in Los Angeles and in the, the state of California? Yeah, it's it's no different. Um, yeah, it's really not. I think the healthcare systems worldwide are designed to cater for a certain percentage of the population. And when it goes above it, they're, they struggle. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's no different here. I think um, I think they just haven't seen the volume that they expect uh, to see at its peak, which is probably about 10 to 14 days away, apparently. So I think we'll get a real sense at that moment as to, to how well prepared they are. I know some of the um, some of the backups have proven not to be particularly useful. They had a lot of ventilators uh, in stock for, for something like this, and uh, it turns out a lot of them aren't working. Um, so, you know, not everything is perfect, um, but you also have a lot of smart companies that are leaning in and, um, you know, you've seen some companies um, like lend their weight to allowing for themselves to become testing centers. Others have leveraged their technology to produce ventilators in a matter of days. So I think I think everyone's leaning in. I think they're more aware than they've ever been. I think they're better prepared than they've been. I'm just not really sure we know what it looks like um, what it looks like when it when it hits its peak. Um, I've also seen a lot of uh, kind of community centers being turned into either makeshift areas for the homeless um, because the homeless crisis over here is, is considerably worse than it is at home. Like there's tens of thousands of people on, on the street um, or being turned into to makeshift hospitals. So I think everyone is preparing, but I'm not really sure we, you know, we'll know what it looks like for another probably week and a half or two weeks. Now, you mentioned testing there, and I know it's something that uh, Donald Trump is uh, trumpeting uh, every night in his uh, press conferences from the White House. Uh, he's talking up the figures. On the ground, though, it seems to be quite different in terms of A, tests that are being carried out, and B, and probably more importantly, how long it's taking to get the results back. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a couple of 
uh, articles from um, people who've been pretty ill in the vulnerable zone and it's taken four weeks, taken two weeks to just get a test and two more weeks to get the results back or not get the results back. So, yeah, again, they just, you know, um, they weren't ready for this. They didn't prepare correctly um, as far as I can, can tell. Um, and they're suffering the consequences now in terms of the processes around around testing. Um, so yeah, I, I, we're not really seeing it on the ground and, and people are feeling unwell. A friend of mine is not feeling particularly well at the moment and he'd like to get tested, but uh, when he speaks to his doctor, he's being told he's got to wait until you know he gets and lets it three, four or five days and his fever uh, maintains, only then is he going to be uh, allowed in. I think they're just being incredibly cautious uh right now so yeah we're we're not seeing those volumes of tests um certainly not in in la okay now uh given that we're chatting to you as president of a ga club obviously quite a lot of uh irish people under your wing uh shall we say there how, how are they all getting on how are you all communicating uh i think everyone is retaining their irish sense of humor and uh ability to stay connected in, in times of crisis so um yeah we've a we've a good group here it's a mix of people playing uh, in the club we've got um our fourth team being created this year uh, and then just a mix of kind of people in the irish community so um the consulate in la uh, under Ori Keane's watch has been great we've been very close uh staying very close to them um, that means we get access to the latest information to push to our group, but also we can help spread any message um, out to the Irish community in, in LA as well. So that's been that's been really helpful. Um, and then as a group, we're just we're trying to stay fit for what may or may not end up being a, a season this year. Um, our competitive spirits mean that we can we've started a few uh, running challenges and uh, keep fit challenges and. Every Friday we have a, a virtual pub for a few hours where we. Uh, this this was the thing I was most interested in, uh, Ronan, when we were chatting during <laughs> the week. So it, 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 explain to me how the uh, the Irish pub culture is uh, surviving in Los Angeles in the grip of a global pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable how creative Irish people can be when it comes to having a drink. Um, so we obviously can't meet anymore. So what we do now is every Friday between uh, seven and eleven. Uh, we set up a, a Zoom call that everyone joins and, and has a drink at home and catches up and play a bit of poker. And uh, it's a nice bit of respite. It's, uh, uh, I think it's a good way for people to stay connected. Um, yeah, and it, uh, it, it's uh, for sure one of the more imaginative ways for, uh, for, for people to continue to have a drink at home feeling less guilty. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 